From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays. A weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to Jesus, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you never read the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realized that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because the crowds regarded him as a prophet. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I've had a week. Don't know about you, um, but I've had a week. I uh, had to have... uh, some emergency surgery, which is quite interesting uh, when you go to the doctor and then they go, yeah, okay, what we want you to do is walk over to Methodist Hospital and we'll meet you at outpatient surgery in, in a minute. And you're like, okay. And then they say, do you have anyone here with you? No, I don't. Uh, so off I went to that. That was an experience. Uh, all's good, all's good, all's good. The next day, um, I was a phone call, and a friend of mine said, you know, uh, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm here in my house uh, on hydrocodone and uh, enjoying the second James Bond film that I've watched today while I recuperate from this surgery. And he said, okay, well, um, our friend's son has had a heart attack, and uh, we need a priest. And I said, okie doke. I'll be there in a minute and I will plug uh, Lyft 
which is an amazing invention where you can call a car and it will come and take you to a Memorial Hermann. So off I went. Um, things weren't good for this young man, 30 years old, uh, two children, uh, a young wife, and uh, his heart had stopped. They got his heart back to going again, but things weren't good. Um, said the comfortable things priests say in those situations, and I went home. Uh, two days later, called back to walk with that family while they did the hard work of withdrawing life support from him. Uh, the week kind of continued on, as weeks do. I began to keep healing from, uh, from my uh, ailments, and I got another phone call after our staff meeting on Tuesday. Um, a member of our church, her uh, older son, 65-year-old man, uh, had died. Would I come, of course, go to Houston Hospice and witness the second, for the second time last week, a parent weeping over the body of a child. It doesn't matter how old you are when you die. If you have to watch your child die, it's painful. On Friday, I planned the service for uh, a person who is familiar to many of you at this service. He helped get it started, um, speaking to his, his wife, his ex-wife, and his, uh, his daughters uh, about his funeral, which is Saturday uh, coming up. Just planning that it was just sort of heart-wrenching in a lot of ways, uh, working to plan the funeral of a friend. Um, it's rough. So then yesterday we buried the 31-year-old, uh, and if you want a large funeral, um, know that just die young. The place was packed. And I caught myself preaching to this congregation of gathered people, really strangers to me, about the significance of one life about, and I had, and it's always, this is a thing that happens for me, um, when you sort of do what I do, and many of you have probably been in these situations, but when you're, you're there at end of life situations, you realize that the person that's in front of you had a life just like yours, mine, and it was now going to be over soon. And, and it, instead of, and it's funny, I mean, honesty tonight, um, I am empathetic to what's happening to the family as I offer prayers and sort of gather people gently and sort of encourage people to say the right things, which are basically, I love you. I'm sorry. I love you. I'll miss you. I love you. But I go to one day, I will be there. One day I will be there and there will be people around me and there will be some priest or holy person and she will be gathering people around and encouraging them to do the things you're supposed to do, which say, I love you, I'm sorry, I love you, I miss you, I love you, all the right words. But it'll be Patrick at that point. So all of that was kind of has been swirling, particularly when you are encouraged to have emergency surgery, you're reminded quickly how frail the body can be. And when you watch uh, the body uh, that we all have fade, you realize that 
we are resilient creatures in our bodies, but we're also very, very frail. So one life, and what does that signify? My one life. And I caught myself on my morning walk with my dog, walking my dog, thinking to myself, I really, God, I hope I haven't like messed it up. Is there something, and I remember I did this, I, like probably Wednesday, looking up in the dark, I walk in the dark, going, uh, did I, am I doing it right? Am I living the life that you gave me the way that it should be lived? Am I doing the things I should be doing? Because I feel like a lot of the time I'm not. I feel like maybe I have it too good. I feel like maybe it's too cushy, this life I have, and, and I need it to be harder or help. I'm worried. And all of that anxiety, I think, comes out of the parable that I just read you. The parable of the vineyard and the evil tenants. Wicked, excuse me. And how the vineyard could represent many things. When it was told, it represented those Pharisees and those chief priests. But as of now, 2,000 years later, I wonder if it represents me. I wonder if the vineyard that I have been, that I have leased is actually my, my life. And am I being a good steward of the vineyard? Are the fruits of my labors, am I hoarding them, keeping them to myself, or am I doing as I should, which is giving them back to the, the landowner who built the watchtower and dug the, dug the pit, it, God. It's an anxiety that I, I really have. And you all can dig into my psychology all you want to. It's early childhood trauma, not measuring up stuff, I'm constantly wanting to be perfect, older child, who pick. But I worry, particularly when I know in a very real way that this is a one-way trip and I only have a few years left and so what am I going to do? I wonder if, I, oh, I, well, I won't wonder, I'll tell you a dream. I had this dream of uh, the end of my life and I have, I'm walking up Wood, wooded Acres in Waco, Texas, it's a street. And I'm walking up Wooded Acres near where I grew up. And I'm walking, and in the distance I can see someone, and I, I recognize that that person is Jesus. And I'm walking up to Jesus, and I get to Jesus, and I'm, and I'm, I, I'm, in, I'm, I'm tired, I've been going at it a long time, and I look to Jesus, and Jesus looks at me, and says, good job, good job. I want you for your life to hear from me while we're sort of in the semi-dark here in the evening, good job. You have remembered the Sabbath.
and brought yourselves here tonight. Good job. You're not afraid to keep living. Good job. I know many of you in here, and I know that you have reached out to each other in painful times and in happy times. Good job. Um, I started seminary 20 years ago. I met Allison 20 years ago. I've been with you now 10 years. And the work that we have done in this vineyard, I want you to hear, good job. The anxiety that we have to measure up to the rule of God, perhaps that anxiety needs to be taken from you tonight. And tonight you can know that you aren't the wicked tenants. You're the fruits of the vineyard. And, and for that, I'm grateful, particularly for the example you give me to remind me, good job. Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.